Not me. Not Hermione. You. Okay. Professor Jones and the Diggs. Professor Jones and the Diggs. Professor Jones and the Diggs. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Professor Jones Podcast. We are two brothers. Yes, we are. And we love movies. Oh, yes, we do, Harry. My name is Dave Jones and I am the professor. My name's Harry. <laughs> <laughs> My, My name is Danny Jones and I am the Diggs. And today we are talking about one of our favorite film series and also book series of all time, Harry Potter. And just for Harry Potter, we have with us... Our good friend, Harry Hartman. <laughs> Hi, Harry. Hiya, Harry. Hiya, Harry. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's actually funny that we're talking about Harry Potter because Zach and I, this is Zach Hartman, a.k.a. the Tube Sock, we have referred to each other as Harry for, I don't know. A few year. years. Yeah, at least three or four years, yeah. probably. We've been doing that you joke. You certainly are. You certainly are. I've seen you in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, anytime that, anytime that Zach has called me or I've called him, the other has responded, Hiya, Harry, every single time. And that's just how our life goes, and that's how Isn't our friendship that is now. I know. Wow. Isn't, it, isn't it very fun? But yeah. we are talking about Harry Potter, and we're going to skip a bro down. We're just going to dive right into it. We're going to talk about the Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets in one... Philosopher's Stone, I think. Is it? That's what is it? That's the UK version. It's Sorcerer's Stone. Stone in America. Yeah. And it's Philosopher's Stone. Stone if you're hip. Yeah. If, you're if cool. you want to sound kind of edgy and cool, you say Philosopher's yeah, Stone. Yeah, hipster. Because yeah. nothing sounds more edgy than referring to a Harry Potter book as a different name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy must be cool. He calls Harry oh, Potter wow. the Philosopher's Stone. I got Deathly Hollows on my back. <laughs> well, Check it you know, out. actually, I've heard, I guess I can't confirm this, but I've heard in the UK print, um, some of the words are different just because of the slang over there as compared to the oh. US version. Just some of, just minor words. But uh, like the vocabulary like, of yeah, it? Yeah, like hmm. the vocab. Sure. Instead of Harry, it's Harry. Oh, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> it's Ron Weasel. <laughs> Juan Juan Weasel. Juan Juan Weasel. <laughs> so we're talking about two, uh, two of them here. That we are. Two. Let's do it. I didn't see this, the second movie. <laughs> did you watch the second movie before this? I did. I watched... The, I watched uh, the first three through Prisoner of Azkaban, right? And so now I'm just itching to watch all of them. But you yeah, know, caught that bug. Let's get yeah, let's get this thing over with so I can keep on watching, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what is your guys' introduction to Harry Potter, though? Mm. Uh, Zach, let's let let's let you start it out. What? How did you get introduced to Harry Potter? Um, well, I think I was in probably. Third or fourth grade, I guess. Um, and, and everyone was reading it, so I thought I'd give it a chance, and I loved it. And I remember getting through the first three, or f- I think three, because the fourth one came out when I was, like, in fifth grade, I think. And then, I mean, I was, every time a book came out, I was there first day. Uh, the seventh one, I remember. Barnes I- Noble. Barnes and Noble parties. Um, Hastings. I, I know. Uh, there yeah, was some weird that. stuff that happened at those. They were always pretty fun, though. Like what? 
I I remember stuff like there were some kids like making out in the stacks and stuff like no. I think you mean it was like snogging. Ex- <laughs> yeah, <it's> not, <laughs> it was just like an excuse to be away from you know your parents parents for the night. It was it was kind of a trustworthy thing to be going to do. You're going to the midnight release party of Harry Potter, so your parents yeah, are like, but, okay, go ahead, whatever. Right. We'll let them diddle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> or fiddle, probably not diddling at that age. Snog. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but I remember the seventh book came out and um, my dad and I drove to Target. Um, I got the seventh book very easily, actually. Um, and then we drove up to my cabin and I finished the seventh book that day. I read the seventh book all in one day. But I mean, huge Jeez, Harry Potter man. fan. Love those books. I've read them so many times. The first few countless times. I mean. I've and, definitely read the first four, like, I don't know, 10 to 15 times. Yeah. And I, I love the second one. I was always, I remember being younger um, and actually being kind of scared when he started to hear uh, parcel tongue. Right, right. Yeah, no, I, I'm, so I, I'm with you, man. I've read the books uh, as soon as I could. I read the first three, I remember. And then ever since then, I was hooked on them and wanted to do each uh, midnight release party for every single book. And I think I had to wait. I went to, I was a counselor at a camp when the seventh one came out and it was a terrible week oh, yeah. because I, I was that. trying to have fun at camp, but all I really wanted to do was go back to my room and, um, or go back to the tent and just read Harry Potter and I couldn't. Uh, so that was kind of a unique way of torture, right. but, um, yeah, love Harry Potter and, uh, I've read them countless times and I have done the audio book a lot of times that Jim Dale audiobook. Yeah, oh nothing my better. Nice, Harry. Harry, he's the Harry. best. He's the he best of voices freaking... ever. And that's where the joke comes from. Is that we always are referencing? Uh, I thought the joke was from when in the fifth one when Neville is yeah. in between Harry and uh, Cho, and Harry's trying to get to Cho, and he oh, comes up and he's like, yeah. "Hiya, Harry." He's like, "Not right now, Neville." Right. Not right, right. now, dude. Happy Christmas, Harry. <laughs> Happy Christmas, Harry. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Okay. But the Jim yeah. Dale, no, we our entire family listened to those multiple times on the uh, the drives to Oregon that we would take. Yeah, we all sat in the car yeah. in the driveway for over an hour listening to the end of the seventh book because we couldn't. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. We had, we had we had just driven like fifteen hours, and we all sat in the driveway for an extra hour just finishing the seventh book. That's funny. Our full family of five <laughs> sitting in a <laughs> yeah, car. All of us. <laughs> Zach, yeah. how many hours did it take you to finish the seventh one? If it was one day, how many hours do you think? Oh, I probably started. I I believe I got to Target seven or eight. When does Target open? We got there pretty much right when it opened. I just went straight to the book, picked it up. It's about a two-hour drive to my cabin, so probably started about nine thirty, and I was done by dinner time. So probably Jeez, like. Jeez, man! How many pages is that? It's not as long as the fifth one. No, I don't believe that you finished that in one day. That's insane. Yeah, I finished it in one day. I You're sat the in the quickest that blue reader rec- on earth, blue recliner, and just read. Right. Didn't stop. It would take me two months to read that. <laughs> you read, you've read the seventh. Oh yeah, we listened to it. Yeah, we listened to it. Yeah, and then yeah, I actually I've never read the seventh. Like actually sat down and read it. I've listened to. I read the fifth. I read the sixth. Um, I read Goblet of Fire, and I've listened to Goblet of Fire. And then the first three, 
And David read them to me when I was younger. That's true. Um, I did do that. David did. <laughs> and then uh, I've listened to all those audiobooks and read the first three a couple times. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but the seventh one, I don't know why. I just started getting older. I had different interests. Interests. Right. And well, uh, the movies, movies came out. So I was like, well, might as well just watch it. Yeah. And that's where I think a lot of people went to. They went to that mode where they didn't read all of them or they had read some of them, whatever. Um, oh, 607 pages. Fun fact, it's the same number of pages as Half-Blood Prince. Boom. Oh! Wow. Exact same number? It says 607, both of them. Bum, wow, bum, bum, Goblet bum, of Fire bum, is a little bit longer, and then Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix is the longest at 766. Yeah. And so I remember the shortest the Phoenix, movie. <laughs> I remember when Goblet of Fire came out, I was like, geez, this is it was a, a long book. Yeah, that was a big one. Yeah. For, and I'm we curious were, how... We were pretty young. When yeah, we were out. pretty young. How long is the Order of Phoenix movie? I feel like it's the shortest movie. Yeah. That'll be the one that'll be fun to kind of, because that's the one that I probably like the least. I see, and I know a lot of people don't like it. That's probably one of my favorites, honestly. Well, uh, I, I think, think that the fifth one is kind of difficult to get through because you have the Umbridge stuff, mm-hmm. and Umbridge is one of those bad guys that's very ser- or very similar to um joffrey or something like that yeah where it's not like it's you know alan rickman and Die Hard, where you love how bad that character is yeah you just straight up hate that character yeah you know and there's nothing enjoyable Props to the actress that. to you know for being so incredible at the yeah, role absolutely but, and the writing because i remember and the writing reading the fifth one and just umbridge graded my soul dude i hated her like i would mm. get mad reading the fifth one yeah so no, gosh, that's a testament. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, because she's horrible. Zach, um, everything okay in there? <laughs> Ow! But let's let's get on to uh, the <laughs> Sorcerer's Stone. Let's talk about Sorcerer's Stone. Uh, I remember them deciding that they were going to make a Harry Potter movie, and I was very excited. Uh, obviously, Ooh, I didn't maybe. really get into any of the uh, production stuff when I was that young. I didn't really pay attention to that, so I wouldn't have been like, "Hey, Christopher Columbus." You know, Chris Columbus, the guy that made Home Alone. Yeah. I didn't really think that way, but Chris Columbus is a great director, and I think that he was a good person to take the reins on this first one. and Set designer from The Borrowers. Did he really? No, the 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 lady that did the set designing from The Borrowers, I believe, did that for Harry Potter and, I believe, Game of Thrones. She's also the set designer there. You could see... Well, they were just... They were going for a great children's director that's what they were going for initially because they thought about they were thinking about what sort of kids book could we do an adaptation of so they went to jk rowling and apparently they only offered her a million pounds for the first four movies first four books a million pounds that was the initial deal that was signed how crazy is that um and there was only four books out at the time so it's pretty heavy man yeah but they got chris columbus i think that's a good no, he's fantastic. I mean, he's he's a good director and he's very capable hands. I will say that, yeah, now that you point that out, there's any time that I watch Harry Potter or Game of Thrones, I immediately think, man, this looks so much like The Borrowers. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, but John Williams doing the music. Uh, John Doves. Doesn't really get any better than that. And then the casting is so fantastic. And talk about three kids that their lives were set after this. Also, yeah. rather interesting, do you think that any of them would have had a successful career in acting had they not gotten these uh, roles? Hard to say. Hard to Maybe say. Maybe Emma Watson. I was going to say, Emma I think Watson. Emma Watson might have 
might have, but I don't see Daniel Radcliffe or Rupert Grant being as successful as they have been had they not been in this movie, right? But yeah. in this in this first one, they're fantastic. And that's something that like Emma Watson is so good in Sorcerer's Stone. She's so cute. And so yeah. like I don't know. Absolutely adorable. Well, yeah. I remember when it came out, uh I was eleven because I remember seeing Emma Watson and she was also 10 or 11 and being like, this girl's going to be so cute when she starts getting older. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was you didn't, right. did you not think she was cute then? Well, I didn't, I wasn't really hitting puberty yet. I just, oh. but I knew the idea of cute, I guess <laughs> I didn't, I don't know. I must've thought she was cute. Hi, Harry. Well, there. <laughs> Hi, Harry. <laughs> I know. Gosh. In the second one, we'll get to it. It's there- great. They're not really that much younger than us. I think that those actors no. are a year younger than our age and a little bit older than you, Danny. Yeah. So, They're a little younger than me, too, I think. Yeah, Four years, yeah. five years younger. Mm, 91. No. <laughs> <laughs> he was born in 1991. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, moving on. Uh, but anyway, the, this movie is fantastic, and I think we went to see it together, Danny. I think we did. I, yeah. We did. We went and watched it together. I saw so. the second one with Katie. I remember. Oh, I, really? It was the first. It was the first day that I had ever gotten glasses. So like I couldn't see for a while, and then I finally got glasses. And that night I went to Chamber of Secrets, and I was like, "Oh, good day to get glasses." <laughs> yeah, it was incredible. You're just like, "This is incredible." I can see things. Okay, yeah. I take back the the set designer. She just did this lady called Gemma Jackson did Borrowers in Game of Thrones. So I was wrong about Harry Potter. Oh, she, she didn't do Harry Potter. She didn't. Janet Jackson did Gemma, that? Gemma Jackson. Gemma. <laughs> Gemma. 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 Gemma Jackson. Kind of reminds me of like Chessie from The Parent Trap. Remember her? No. She's the, uh, she's, um, the father's like the father. house lady. She's not like she's a maid. maid? Yeah. Well, she's a maid, but it just doesn't make any sense. The oh, nanny? Was Uncle Chessie from Full House. Oh, Uncle Chessie. That's the one. <laughs> Let's Chester. This movie. <laughs> yeah. So what does it yeah. start out as? Oh, it's Richard Harris as Dumbledore dropping off Harry as a little infant mm-hmm. on the I mean, step. you got to Let's talk more about the casting. I can't even believe they how did well they did to do job. eight films and have... Uh, it's just outrageous to me. The only change really was Dumbledore, Dumbledork, Michael Gambon. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and two. So I've t- I've I've voiced this opinion before too. It, um, I think that Chris Columbus had the closest idea and representation of Hogwarts and characters in any of the eight movies. That yeah. the way I yeah. pictured it. He got the closest. No, I agree. Yep. When I he when I it. first watched this movie, I remember thinking, "Oh, that's exactly what Hogwarts was like in my mind." Yep, that's yeah. exactly how I they nailed it. it. Yeah, and he, I feel like in the second one, he just took it, he took it to the next level. Like he even like improved that stamp. Yeah, after watching it this last time, it's kind of outrageous. Like he just kind of improved everything. I guess we'll talk more about that when and, we get to chamber, but yeah, and we will talk more about this stuff later on, but I will say that one of the big things that bums me out about the later movies and is a big reason why I love these first two is the robes, man. I really like when the kids are all wearing their Hogwarts robes. It's I just fun think it It's funny though. You've 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 said that in the past to me and I forget maybe it's Harry Potter 4 that you're talking about. But I think you've mentioned it about Prisoner of Azkaban, and this last time I was watching it, they're in their robes like most of the time. Besides the ending stuff, when they're like 
walking around. But when they're in classes, when they're actually in the school and in classes, they're always in their robes. Yeah, oh. it's just that there's that second half that takes place all within that one that evening. Day. And they're yeah. all wearing kind of just like their casual Street stuff. clothes. Cash. And I don't think that at Hogwarts, I don't really remember them wearing stuff. Like if you're walking around the count the castle, I think you kind of just did wear your robes all the time, you know. But probably, yeah. maybe not. I don't know. You're it's just that to. so much of that movie takes place with them in just regular in that outfits. second half. Yeah. yeah, and maybe it's Buck because Beak. it's all yeah. But either way, focusing on this one, yeah, I think they nailed the casting. Richard Harris is the best choice for Dumbledore. The ever. best. It's mm-hmm. the worst thing that he passed away and he wasn't able to finish it. But you know. That's what happens when you cast. How then again, Richard can Harris? you picture him like dueling though and stuff? It's huh? funny. I wish he would have been younger, but like at the age that he was in Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets, like I can't really picture him being like crazy sorcerer Dumbledore. You know what I mean? Like really battling and moving around. It would have been like just, Yoda, you know? Yeah. It would have been like Yoda. You're CGI. supposed to be pretty old at that point, right? I mean, it, Harry Potter takes place in the 80s. What? Dumbledore is supposed 90s. to be pretty old? Don't they say it at some point in the books? They say that he was like a hundred. Couple hundred. That would make him like 130 years old. Like he's over a hundred. Yeah, definitely yeah. over a hundred. So he's an old dude. Yeah. He's old boy. Because of the Philosopher's Stone. Did, was that where he was getting his longevity in life? I think that had something to do with it, didn't it? Or maybe that was just Nicholas Flamel. I thought that he was just kind of a magical dude and just was living Able for a really to, long time. To be that powerful. Yeah. But Richard Able Harris is fantastic. Uh, I will say that probably the MVP as far as casting, Alan Rickman, mm-hmm. don't you think? Yeah. As Professor no Snape. Doubt. I mean, he's, yeah. he's really good. He's really yeah. good. Maybe oh, a Hagrid little bit too. thicker than I kind of pictured, because I pictured Snape being pretty lanky and yeah. skinny, but Alan Rickman still great you know, casting. You know what's really funny is, so Danny and I were talking about this when we watched Die Hard this year at Christmas, but there's that moment after he shoots Ellis where he runs out and kind of does this like kind of very feminine pose. <laughs> yeah. Like he kicks his arm up and points his gun and shoots Ooh. in the air. And he, it's like he poses like John Yow! Travolta in whatever that, you know, 70s yeah. movie that John Travolta's in. Grease. Uh, no, not what, Saturday Night Fever or whatever. Yeah, that's it. Saturday Night oh, Fever. the blind one where he's the, or no, the angel one. Oh, oh you're talking fiction. about, oh, Michael? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Michael. The Michael oh, where he's fiction. the bad angel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is he really a bad angel in it? Yeah, that's, what, that's the plot of Michael is that he's like a dirty angel. And I think he like drinks and stuff and he kind of just is hanging out. But it's such a that weird is movie. the dumbest freaking thing. <laughs> It's, yeah, <laughs> not I to be confused with one. City of Angels, where Nicolas Cage also kind of uh, stumbles across. What happens to Nicolas Cage? Does he die? Was there yeah. just like a bad boy angel phase? No, no. Nicolas Cage is an angel, and he falls in love with a human, but he dies as an angel, and so he comes back as a real oh, person. Oh, wow. And he meets that other guy that was in NYPD Blue, that uh, chubby guy with a beard. He kind of looks like ah, Mario. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway if you haven't seen that it's really good and i is it iris that's in it the goo goo doll song who this, am i thinking of who am i thinking anyways that's a lot of talk on nicholas Flamel. that's what we should do one month we'll do uh michael city of angels and angels in the outfield angel oh. month. yeah and then we'll cover all of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, spinoff series, Angel. Well, we were already planning on doing that. Well, we were planning on doing Angel. I'm just kidding. That's March. It's okay. 
when when Angel shows up in the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer series, oh it's kind of my incredible. God. Anyway, uh, that's a lot of nerdy stuff. Nerd. Alan oh, Rickman. Let's not forget oh. about Robbie Coltrane. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Get to him in a what? second. I was I was in yeah. the middle of a point, and we had that whole tangent. Um, Alan Rickman, though, he yeah. has that kind of effeminate thing going on as an actor. And I think it really works to his advantage. It does. Like in this yeah. one, when he slams the door open, he's like, there will be no silly wand waving or incantations in this class. And he kind of, you know, like he's got his hand out and it's almost like, you know, don't talk to yeah, them. Yeah. And sometimes he'll like talk kind of to the crawl hand the face ain't around a desk. He'll kind of be like crawling and yeah. stuff. There's, and his like, fingers are always curved yeah. and, you know, they're, they're straightened out completely and curved, you know? It's like he just did his nails all the time. Yeah. There's one movie, I can't remember where, but it's almost like he like hop skips to someone to grab them by their uh, jacket. He like rushes over, but he almost like glides. Is it Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? No, it's in one of the Harry Potters. <laughs> oh. It's like he's grabbing Ron's cloak or something. And I can't remember which movie it is, but right. I always was like. Nice hop skip, bud. You know what the best nice example is? Skip, There's a moment, bud. maybe the third, where he rolls his sleeves up and shoves Harry and Ron's faces down in their homework mm-hmm. when he does it in that kind of like, you know. I, don't yeah, know. I think that's the fourth. That's the fourth. Yeah. They have the anyway, long hair. Because he doesn't have as much to do in the fourth. 394. 394. Anyway, he's great. Father of five. How do you do? <laughs> How do you do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, little diehard. Uh, uh, but I love Alan Rickman. He's fantastic. And he's also great in Quigley. So uh, good stuff. But yeah, and then, baby. so you were saying Robbie Coltrane. Robbie Coltrane, baby. Ruby is just, I just, yeah. Great. He's Hagrid. such a good, great such a good actor. Hagrid. Everybody. Who else we got? Who plays? Uh, McGonagall. Who's McGonagall? Yeah. What's her name again? It's like Maggie. Maggie something. something. Yeah. Maggie Smith. I think you're right. Yeah. Something you got She's John great. Hurt in there as Ollivander. You got Warwick Davis. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, I forgot John Hurt as Ollivander. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What a funny scene that. Curious, curious, curious. terrible, but great, but great, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Suddenly, great. just like starts you're like, having, Well, you're kind of not great. grabbing his chest. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. The reference there is at that the John Hurt is the guy who the alien pops out of in the original Ridley Scott Alien. Yep. So, boom, there you go. Wasn't there a trivia question that we just got asked? There's two movies that an alien pops out of that guy's chest. I think you that remember happens that? in most of them. Well, it's no, Alien, and they, then he's in another movie where an alien... Is it Spaceballs? I think that they might have actually got yeah. John Hurt to come back and reprise his they role, did. maybe? Yeah, Probably. they did. I no, can't. I can't verify for that. For we, sure. No, though. we just did the. We did that trivia, and that was the answer. Spaceballs. Oh. Okay, there you go. Good hmm. work. You would have gotten it. Nailed it. Yeah, I schooled Danny on a trivia. He didn't. <laughs> yeah, they will get it. We can have another rematch we'll on that. Um, I got we some cards right here. Do you want to go again? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bring it on. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, but um, <laughs> any other actors that we're leaving out? We, we covered John Hurt, and we got Maggie uh, Smith. I think in the there. Dursleys. They nailed the Dursleys. So well cast. Yeah. yeah. Uncle Vernon in particular. Uncle oh! Vernon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, can we find two of the most unpleasant people? <laughs> and actually that uh, actor that plays Dudley um, had a really good role in the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Oh, interesting. The he Coen was, Brothers Netflix. Yeah. Thing. He was one of, one of them in the segments. Mm. 
Um, to really quick, though, get back to McGonagall, though. Did you see the new Fantastic Beasts, either of you? No. Oh, never mind. I don't think I will, so you can keep well, okay. going. Okay, well, they cast her, and she should not even be alive at that point. She's a minor, minor character in the movie. They go to Hogwarts, and she's there teaching as a young woman. And she should not even be alive at that point in the 20s. Er, yeah. Well, I mean, J.K. Rowling was in on that, though. So I know, and I don't know why. Yeah. I guess it's, I don't know if it's ever explicitly said how old McGonagall is, but I find that hard to believe that she'd still be. She should definitely like not long, be a teacher. Yeah, seems like a long tenure. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Jeez. No kitten. Okay. Uh, I don't know about those Fantastic Beast movies. As soon know. as they put Tommy Depp in it, I was like, uh. Tommy Depp. He's out of his depth. Uh, what, what'd you I heard think that about it was going to blow. If, <laughs> you know. What'd you think about it, Zach? I enjoyed it. It was, it would be better as a book because she tries to put all this intrigue in that would serve a book a lot better. And it just makes the movie convoluted. Um, Mm. It was like entertaining, but the story just wasn't it. Like I said, it would be better as a book. Like she does book writing better than she does movie writing. Right. Unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. And it, it toyed with some of the, which is it's like you created this world and you're not going to like stick to it. Like just what some the heck? of the history. Yeah. <sighs> well, I feel like a lot of it too is just kind of, you know, a big movie company being like, well, why don't we just pump out another like six well, Harry Potter movies that are still in mm-hmm. instead of coming up with something original. And how it's can we make fine. more money? <laughs> well, the first one was Pretty fun. I mean, I didn't. I didn't hate it. I thought that Colin Farrell was awesome, and I loved. Yeah, that him. that was a good cast. Throw Colin yeah. Farrell in anything. Like, talk about a guy that's career has not gone as well as it should have. I mean, you know, Colin Farrell is a fairly household definitely. name, but I don't think that he's really had the career that he should have. Because mm-hmm. I think he's a breakthrough. Like, I think he's kind of he too much of a bad boy. He just plays by his own rules, kind of too much. Oh. Ooh, yeah. bad boy. <laughs> well, he wasn't that. Is. He wasn't that movie Outlaws. Or what was that? Or Outlaws or something. It was a 90s no, cowboy. No, that was movie. George Clooney. No, that was George Clooney. No, um, um, speaking no, of him, though, have you guys seen The Lobster? No, no. I actually have been meaning to watch that. I just really good movie. Yeah. Weird, but really good. Terrible. Is that by what's his name? Kevin Smith? Uh, no, I don't no, think so. No, he did Tusk. I'm thinking of Tusk. Oh. Where what's Joseph his name Gordon turns Levitt? into a walrus. Yeah, well, it's... <laughs> Is it Daniel Radcliffe? No, it's uh, it's the kid from uh, Dodgeball, the little Justin Long. Justin, I think it's Long. Justin Long. I think it is. I think, I think you're it's right. Justin Long. Yeah. Who's the trio he, in that scenario? Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Justin Long, and there's somebody else that kind of looks like those guys. You know? Yeah. Hmm. You're you're right. Now that I'm thinking about it, there is have somebody. To think about a third. It's not like Cillian Murphy. It's not though. No. But we'll think of it. You know. Something to keep thinking. To yeah. Yeah, food for brain, food for thought, food for thought. Um, yeah, Dursleys are good. Yeah, I think. Should we just dig in, dig into dig it? Dig on though? in, yeah. baby. Yeah, let's get going. Who is Harry Potter? Harry Potter is this kid that Voldemort tried to kill when he was little, and his mother put a spell of love on him inadvertently. And didn't inadvertently, and then it rebounded and didn't kill Voldemort, but it sent him 
away and used up one of his horcruxes or something like that. <laughs> it's it's sloppiest retelling I've ever heard. <laughs> it's never yeah, that clear, too. though. Like, why did, like... It I, destroyed I his physical body, but his ethereal form persisted because of the horcruxes. Do you mind if I try to do it, Dave? You do it, Dan. I just want to say okay. real quick, though. I think I think that that, that right there should have killed. It should have burned one of the Horcruxes. I've I always you know, thought that. I wonder. It should have burned one of the Horcruxes. I, I, I think, think that it should have destroyed one of them. It should have, but I don't think it did. No, it didn't. We don't even find out what a Horcrux is until, until a while from now. Six. Yeah. So why, what are we doing talking about? It I've just true. always thought that they, it should have destroyed it one of the Horcruxes. It probably should have. It just seemed like, oh, but, you know, he just made it out. So it's all good. Hmm. These first two are childlike, so we have to think of it as a child. In okay, a what world are you, are you gonna full say? of you're in a do world your full take? of magic, witches and wizards, wow, and wands and spells, one boy defied death as the greatest wizard of them all. Sorcerer tried to kill him and ended up killing his parents, but he survived, and now he will be the best wizard. Ever. Now he's the boy who but lived. Here's the one. Here's one thing. He doesn't know he's a wizard. Uh, okay, that's good. But here's one thing. He doesn't know he's a wizard. <laughs> that's, it's actually that's actually pretty good. That's a good. I could see you going in to pitch that to somebody, and the whole time they're like, "Yeah, this is kind of fun." And then but you then, say that, and then there's one thing though. <laughs> He doesn't know he's a wizard. Well, what they were really doing is playing on the success of, you know, movies like Elf, where it's a fish out of water experience. Uh, you know, Elf, Elf was came out right far now, after yeah. this. <laughs> I was just trying to think of the first fish out of water movie that I could. I could think well, of. you blew it. Little Mermaid. OK, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jumanji. I don't actually care. Crocodile Dundee, whatever. Fish out of water. You get what I mean? <laughs> Anybody kind of wish they would have made that Crocodile Dundee with Chris Hemsworth? That would have been I always, so funny. Yeah, Danny McBride. That would have been It hilarious. looked good. I don't know why they don't just do that. Yeah, it's like, okay, that's great that it was an advertise. It was a commercial for the, you know, Australia. Why not just make the movie, though? Just make that. Go ahead and make it. Yeah. Anyway, what, but he doesn't know he's a wizard. But he doesn't know that he's a wizard. Um, so just glossing over the beginning of the movie, anything you guys want to point out? I always thought that Harry looked like an idiot when he was trying to catch a letter out of air oh, when here's, they all fly in. I, was, I actually have something for that. Sure. And I heard something really, or I saw something really clever. The reason that Harry isn't in Ravenclaw is because of that. Because if he was clever, he would have just picked one up off the ground. <laughs> yeah. But he's in Gryffindor because he's jumping he's around like, like an yeah! idiot. <laughs> yeah, if there were letters flying all around you and they're just Which table is constantly jumping up and screaming at the end of every movie? <laughs> <laughs> Hagrid. They all stand up at the end of Chamber of Secrets and just start clapping for Hagrid <laughs> and crying. Yeah. It's like... Gryffindor is very brave, easily excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, um, yeah. I guess snakes don't have eyelids too. The fact that it or some, what I just saw this snakes recently. don't have eyelids. No, that can't be it because they do. Yeah, maybe they don't. When you get pretty dry eye, they have. Like I don't that think. Film. I don't think they do. Yeah, they, they have, have a like film a film that goes like like beavers, kinda like John Voight, like John Voight. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an anaconda reference? Doesn't he have yeah, like a is, glass yeah. eye in there or something? He does. Yeah. And he has the stu- we've already talked about this. He has oh, the stupidest gosh, what is freaking that accent? accent. Yeah. He talks like yes. 
Yeah, we come down. Check out Anaconda. Can't man. be worse than John Malkovich's and Rounders. Ooh. Uh, I haven't seen Rounders. Oh, awful. John Malkovich was pretty fun in Bird Box, though. I didn't watch Bird Box yet. Pretty I fun. I haven't seen that either. It's, we got to keep going Harry Potter. Yeah, we got to get back to Harry Potter. No, Sorry, can guys. I riff on Bird Box for a couple minutes here? <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> it's the happening, but better. Anyway, um, so. <laughs> well, it's, uh, what, it's, the, uh, it's a boggart, but better. Oh, nice. Yeah. I just saw that on Reddit. That's actually a really good point. Bird Box. It could just all be boggarts, except for much, much worse. Um, I love, uh, I love the beginning of this movie. How was it called? The Deluminator? What is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Deluminator. When way to go, Danny. Dumbledore, comes down the street. Dumbledore, <laughs> Dumbledore, Dumbledore, comes down the street. <laughs> and McGor McGall. I actually, <laughs> I actually accidentally did that. Um, he uses that, but then he goes and he sets the child down. What does McGonagall say? Because you kind of get the feeling after watching all these that like. It's like Dumbledore knows that Harry's going to have to die someday or something. It's like... He knows that he's been leading him to slaughter. Yeah. It's true, though. He does. Dumbledore knows the entire time. He knows from that point on. And you know another thing? So in the last Harry Potter movie, Sarah and I were talking about this. Dumbledore is so manipulative. Oh, yeah. In, like, almost a bad way. Well, I Mm -hmm. think that that's kind of the point, though, is that Dumbledore never was the greatest guy in the world. He, and you kind of realize in a pretty gray area. Yeah, morale, he does. Morally. But that's the point of the story is that Dumbledore was leading the lamb to the slaughter. And he knew that there was a chance that there might be success for Harry, but he knew that there was a chance of failure as well. Mm-hmm. But Harry was the only person that actually could defeat Voldemort. And so he equipped him as best as he could and just hoped that things work out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He could have told him a little more. Yeah, he, that's true. He could have told him a little bit more, but look at me. Yeah, but you know when the you know the wizarding world is at stake, what is this kid's life in balance to that? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so yeah. I think that the you know the mean greater good definitely justifies the ways that Dumbledore sure. took. No, I agree. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, he's just staying he's, with the Dursleys. <laughs> he's got underneath the stairs. Uh, I'm just hurry. Just, I'm, just, uh, I'm Harry. just Harry. I do love the scene where Hagrid bursts down the door. That's a it's so great, great. fun mm-hmm. scene. Um, I think, and I love it's pretty good effects. I guess they only had like three months to do all the CGI in this movie, but it's not bad showing that little house thing in the middle of the ocean or whatever. Yeah, they do a good job of uh, the kid that plays Dudley when he gets the tail, tail, the tail shot out of him. Pretty realistic reaction. I feel like I would freak out like that. (laughs) No! Just lose it. Yeah, I would freak out if somebody gave me a tail on my butt. Yeah. (laughs) Horrifying. Um, Yeah, that's all good stuff. Diagon Alley is pretty fun. Diagonally. Diagonally. Um, Yeah, it's it's so fun. I mean, I love the use of the practical effects. Like, all the sets are so on point. They do such a good job just with putting you in the world. Gringotts. You really feel like you're there. Right. The whole Grip deal. Hook. Yep. Meat it's hook. so good. <laughs> you know what? That is the one thing about the beginning of this movie. Uh, Hagrid is really not doing a very good job of getting things done for Dumbledore. 
He's just dragging this kid along with him and saying stuff about it. You know, special. I should Hogwarts not have said business. that. Yeah, he's I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but I guess that's kind of the point that's of Hagrid, Hagrid is that he's Dumbledore, a big dumb puts, animal. Dumbledore puts too much <laughs> faith in this guy that is kind of an idiot. Yeah, I mean, he's lovable, but he's an oaf. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. half giant. Yeah, yeah, he's um, a half giant. Anything else you guys you want see? To- you see his brother, a full giant. It's like, <gasps> yeah, <laughs> that character, yeah. Dobby. No. <laughs> Tennis balls. It's grop. Crop. Oh, grop. It's grop. I said grop. Oh, I thought you said crop. No. No, I wouldn't make that mistake. Okay. Gronk. Gronk. <laughs> the listener it's heard tight it. Tight end. Uh, yeah, fun stuff. Uh, Draco Malfoy. Great intro. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Another great casting. Another great casting. Oh, Tom such Tom. a good casting. Tom Hiddleston. Uh, I actually, funny story, uh, I don't know if she wants to explain this, but uh, Leanna knew a girl in Los Angeles that was like dating him or something. What was her name? I, I can't. <laughs> okay, I will. Okay, twist my Yeah, no, I guess it was dating Tom, Tom Hitty. How was he? That's cool. Felton. I'd, Seemed I don't like know. a fun guy. Seems kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know. Nice face, Potter. <laughs> oh, man, that's the best. Nice face, Potter. What is that, six? six nice yeah. nice yeah. face, Potter. Yeah. I'm excited to watch those later ones. Tom Felton. Did I, I think they Tom really Hilton? come into No, yeah, I was just kidding about the, the Tom Hiddleston. You were joking, yeah, yeah it's Tom yeah. Felton. Up until the fifth one, uh, they are child actors and actresses. Yeah. And it's noticeable. Up until yeah, which one? Definitely. Five. I think when five hits, they've actually become actors and actresses. I would, in, in I can my see opinion, because they're still. I think they still struggle a little bit in four, right? And then they Harry, struggle in four, and three is carried. I mean, they do well in three, but it's also carried by the other freaking actors in it. Yeah, so. well, yeah. and and there's never an undersupply of fantastic Talent. performances, but the That's child, the, the children, Ron, Harry, and Hermione. I think kind of limp along until that's like five. the genius behind the casting though. Just getting all of these a players to surround the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like, the supporting cast is fantastic. And to no it's fault incredible. of their own, they're just young and you know yep. it until five, I think. Tell that to Jake Lloyd. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> he blew it. Poor little bugger. <laughs> <laughs> little bugger. Oh, Annie. Annie. Um, okay i just i do want to say draco malfoy has like the coolest intro where he introduces himself to harry potter and and says don't want to get get uh, mixed with the wrong sort and then harry just totally rejects him Mm -hmm. i think i can tell the wrong sort for myself thank you yeah i think i can find the right for myself thank you very much i love that with his droopy eye until like three yeah (laughs) It's Good very good. <laughs> it's very noticeable. It's like my cat. My dad like actually kind of asked that. Eye. I remember watching it. My dad's like, why is his eye like that? And I didn't have a good answer. So. Wait, whose eye Well, like because what? Voldemort. Danny, Daniel Radcliffe. His eye is like droopy. Or really? he blinks really weird. He blinks. I've never really noticed that. Oh. It's now there. we. Oh, it's gonna look for it. He's got a packet of droobles on his eye. <laughs> <laughs> licorice wand Drubles. we'll take the lot <laughs> adorable that's a great scene yeah, too the first thing on the train Hermione Ron. going you've got something on your nose just there 
Did you You've know? You've got dirt on your nose. Just there. You know? Something like that. Yeah. Anything cool. from the trolleys, dear? Anything from the trolley, maybe? <laughs> yes. And when she, like, kind of slows it down. Anything from the trolley? Then she stops there and goes, Anything from the trolley, dear? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, another another thing is the... Uh, the I, well, plat- or how far are you going? Because I want it platform nine and three quarters. I mean... Or are we still in Diagon? I was skipping that, so go ahead. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, platform nine and three quarters, it's just, again, the set is so good. And then the train, I mean, I guess I don't know if I pictured it being like a, just a, whatever they're called, the architecture of the, the arch. The art. Well, yeah, I guess I expected pillar. it to be something different, not just a pillar that they walked into, but. No, that's, I mean, that's for some reason in our American mind, we're not as used to trains and stuff like that. Sure. And so I didn't necessarily picture what it was in the movie. And then you watch the movie and you go, oh, yeah, that's exactly what it would be. It's in between two platforms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it would be. But I always, I always loved the like getting on the train aspect of the first couple movies first few i guess i know but those scenes when they get on it's just so and you're like excited with the kids excited for you are yeah drags you with them Mm -hmm. you're just like ooh, where are we going yeah yeah and then the ships and stuff with the candles or whatever and or candles somewhere else and they're on ships and stuff and they go to the whatever that school is (laughs) drum string What are you talking about? No. <laughs> Hogwarts. Where? Okay, here's Oh, little, no, I got you. Yeah. Where's Hogwarts located? Britain. England. Scotland. Is it really located in Scotland? King yeah. of the <laughs> Yeah, you would think. King of the Britons. But, the but Britons. then you think they're on the train for almost an entire day. Mm. No, I mean, yeah. If you're on a That'd train. It's so fun as a kid just to be on that on a train. With yeah, without candy. your parents getting candy. Sounds amazing. Yeah, no, freaking. That's I mean, that's teenagers something. are probably running rampant, snogging, snogging it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's you know, going to a school far away from your house. You know, that's something that's a little bit foreign to us, but I think is yeah, like a boarding school. Yeah, it happened. Boarding schools happen a lot more in a place like England, uh, and you know, it happens in the United States. But it'd be an interesting thing mm-hmm. to just. Go away from your family for nine months out of the year or something like that. Yeah, it'd be crazy. Yeah, it'd be strange. It's interesting. But um, the other thing I was going to bring up the sorting hat, how in the book I always pictured it that he was having a conversation with the hat in his head. But in the movie, it's broadcast to the entire room when he's like not Slytherin. He goes, not Slytherin. Slytherin. Well, I always pictured it as he could only hear it. He was the only one that could hear that. Yeah. Well, and I think they did that visual representation because I think like in the books, like you were saying, it is just a conversation in his head, but they had to visually represent it. So they made it a character. Yeah, they couldn't have it be like (laughs) in the head. What? You You could be great, you know. (laughs) He's so into it. It's his one night out. Let him do it. Let him do his thing. (laughs) Yeah, and you kinda I was kind of bummed that they didn't have the sorting hat song because that's a that's a big thing in the books Boring. Snooze fest. It always it's like Mission Impossible. It lays out the groundwork for the year, just like mm-hmm. the yeah. 
Mission Impossible intros always do. It kind of tells the whole story. Dun, 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 dun. Voldemort comes back in the end. <laughs> <laughs> kind so what, of. What's the plot of this movie, Danny? So basically, there's a bad teacher with a thing on his head. Nobody can <laughs> really guess that turban on his like head. Garlic. Um, Snape knows, but the kids think Snape's bad because obviously it's Alan Rickman. He just looks like a jerk. Um, so they think he's bad. So then, I don't know, there's something hidden in the castle. They shouldn't go in there, but the kids end up going in there. Whatever. Ends up turban guy's bad guy. There's a troll, a troll Tales in the dungeon. Yeah, troll in the dungeon. <laughs> Coral did the troll, obviously. <laughs> Dumbledore is just being naive and doesn't know that any of this is happening or something, but... Oh, he should be smarter play out because he wants think to he's catch letting, him. Yeah. He was letting it play out. Yeah. Letting quarrel. Does he, does, does Dumbledore know that quarrels up to no good? Well, it's like, it's because almost like in like any TV show, it's like, we're going to have this guest star. Who do you think the bad guy is this week? Yeah. Right. Defense it is against the dark arts every year. Always the bad guy, except but, for, well, yeah, but Moody Quirrell ends up had the been guy. there for a while. And I think that Quirrell, well, go ahead. we've been led to believe that, but that's not necessarily the case. No, he had. Are we sure? I would say I am about 80% on that one. Well, I'm I mean, 60. Okay. Well, that's fine. And I'm okay believing that, but where is that evidenced that he's been there for any amount over a year? Right. I think he's been there for at least a year or two, maybe. Well, in that it could be because I've heard things too that <laughs> the Defense Against the Dark Arts, when Voldemort came to interview for that position, he put a curse or a hex on that position I to put make a it spell on you to make it be that no one lasts longer. And now than a year. am right. I? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. So Quirrell's got a turban. And he's got Voldemort on his head. Snape's onto him. I don't think that Dumbledore's onto him. I think that Snape's onto him, and he hasn't told Dumbledore about it yet. Uh, but I have a hunch. I have a hunch, Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Detective uh, Snape. And what else you guys want to talk about, Felch? <laughs> well, when he gets into the the potions room for the first time he talks about um a bazaar which can be a cure for most poisons and that's what harry uses in six yeah yeah there's that nice reference there there's a lot of setup yeah yeah mm-hmm. a lot of that good kind of setup stuff so a lot of stuff happens i think that the biggest thing that we learn in this movie is <laughs> we discover the worst and best sport of all time that's the way that I would describe Quidditch. Wow. It is the coolest sport ever, but when you actually see it played and you look at the points, it is so stupid. Well, I mean, they just have weird counting. Like, what is it, 17 sickles to a galleon and 30 whatever to 30 canuts to a sickle? It's just weird numbers. We talking about the currency? Yeah, the currency. So, like, it would make sense that the point system is weird in Quidditch. Oh, yeah, but I mean, I just think that the snitch just, it makes everything else pointless. Not necessarily, because uh, Ireland... Yeah, what if somebody scored like Ireland 100 wins in Bulgaria in the Quidditch World Cup? Bulgaria loses even though Crum caught the snitch. Yeah, but it's so stupid. I don't know. I have always thought that Quidditch is so stupid. 
Like it, it I love makes it. Sense to me. Yeah, I get why that that is. Not me. <laughs> what do you think, Danny? It's cool. <laughs> I love it. It's really cool. They fly around. They're getting. They're hitting balls and stuff in the air. They got baseball bats and stuff up there. And then, um, oh man, it's so funny when Harry he's flying and he catches it, uh, and you don't know where it is. And like he hurt himself too. And then he spits it out of his mouth. It's he so swallowed funny. it. That's the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because the that's second the one, same he, snitch that he put the the put lips stone in it. Right, right. Yeah, because of the memory, right. the snitch memory. Yeah. Memory all alone in the moon. Cats reference. Very yeah. nice. Um, I will just say, yeah, I think that Quidditch is so cool to watch. It's so fun. I think that the snitch being worth 150 points is kind of stupid. And if the snitch was worth 10 points and it ended the game. I think that that would create a much more, uh, interesting sport, right? Because the, the seekers would always be flying around trying to be like, Oh, well we're not in the lead. So I don't want to end the game right now. And they'd want to kind of block each other, but instead it turns into everybody's really just waiting for the seeker to catch it because when the seeker catches it, they're probably going to win. I think when it's like, young school kids playing this game it's a little less cool than like the pros because i think zach has a point where it's like the pros are just scoring non-stop so like the points can get super high or some team can get cra- a crazy amount of points then the other team catches a snitch and it doesn't really matter but when you're watching a bunch of kids do it they kind of just suck so it's like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. if a kid catches the snitch but i'm sure before harry like nobody was really catching the snitch you know what I mean? That's yeah. a, that's like, an interesting thought too. And yeah. then I was just thinking too. I wonder if Besides they have James. different levels of like the difficulty of snitch, like easy snitch versus hard snitch, and pro level snitch versus devil snitch. Yeah, the devil uh. snitch, devil horn snitch. <laughs> it's like red. <laughs> oh, ow! Burn me! He catches it. It's like oh. I just think it'd be cooler if the snitch wasn't worth so much. Man, man. That's stupid. I'm saying it right well, now. What do you think about wizard's chest? Because I got you that for Christmas. So do you like that too? Or? Well, wizard's chest is the <laughs> same thing. It's, I mean, it's just a normal game. It's the same as chess, except for it's kind of like, it's you know, stupid. the game from Star Wars where they're just, you know, killing each other. I think that hopefully those pieces repair themselves or else that'd be pretty rough. But yeah, you buy a set and it just breaks everywhere. Yeah, just destroy. Can I set itself. this thing to not <laughs> do that? <laughs> can we set it to just kind of politely knocking each other over? Is this battery operated or is this just magic? Yeah. Yeah. And these things are kind of alive. Yeah. <laughs> but uh the first Quidditch game is super fun. I think that yeah. the first Quidditch really game is. is fun and I enjoy watching Quidditch. It's a stupid thing. And sport, they do Quidditch well. They do Quidditch well. When you first heard about Quidditch and stuff, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that seems cool. And then on it's on the big screen and it it works particularly in the second one that's probably really best quidditch in the whole series because they don't really do much after i don't think they do any after three yeah there's a good hardly no they they do uh in six they have a really good quidditch ron trying out that's right they do okay he didn't let the quaffle in all that stuff is really fun that is a good Uh, i always enjoyed that scene um i was gonna say something oh yeah i love uh, Hager delivers the best line in the movie when he says, I think he's going to be sick. I think he's going to be sick. 
<laughs> and then in the second one, he does the Harry's got himself a rogue bludger that's been tampered with that ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's been tampered with that ass. It's oh, like always, great. let's go see what Hagrid's thinking. <laughs> like always, let's yeah. watch the game and then, all right, let's turn to Hagrid really quick. What's he doing? <laughs> He's just funny. (laughs) (laughs) They're flying around. That's cool. (laughs) Okay, wow, cool. I'm not smart enough to follow any of this. (laughs) I can't figure any of this out anyway. Whoa, he looks sick. Um, but you know, alongside that, they have this whole thing where they're trying to figure out what the Sorcerer's Stone is and why Professor Quirrell is going after it, or somebody's going for it. They think that Snape's going Snape, for it. Yeah. Uh, but eventually, they figure it out, and there's the whole dragon scene too. Gosh, there's so much stuff in this movie. The mm-hmm. dragon thing could have been cut out. The baby dragon. Yeah, I will say. Well, how that- else were they supposed to be out of their dormitory? Uh, they could have done. They could have just done something a little bit quicker than that. I think it's. I think it's a long movie. I think that that scene could have gone, and they could have figured something out that was a little bit quicker. So it is. I quickly, Danny and no. quickly looking. I think Order of the Phoenix is the shortest one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it is too. I just I find that so funny. But the first one I think was like two and a half. All of them are about two and a half. The first one's two and a half. Are you guys sure? I thought the first two were clocked in right around two hours. On IMDb right now, I think they're like two twenty, man. They're pretty two twenty, two thirty two. I the first one's two thirty two. Yeah, it's Dang. two and a half hours. See, you can kick the dragon out. <laughs> I think it's okay. Nobody cares about <laughs> Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also the Forbidden Forest scene, very terrifying. Don't go into the Forbidden Forest. And the, the fact Hagrid, that they'd be doing? like, yeah, let's send kids in this highly dangerous area that we don't totally have control of with a guy that's not that <laughs> With well the equipped. dumbest guy on campus. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is a Good really ridiculous thing that they did. They're and like, his dog, Snot. Snot. Yeah. No, I agree. And Draco goes too with an evil kid. Yeah. With a possible Death Eaters kid. And you send... Well, and then, even worse, Hagrid sends Draco and Harry off with Fang. It's like, here, just yeah, hey, take a dog do out in the middle yourself. of the Forbidden Forest, and You'll I won't know fine. where you are. Well, There's centaurs they... and stuff. You'll be good. Okay, it's dumb on two parts, because A, Hagrid is not that intelligent, right? And so they're just sending him out with mm-hmm. this giant oaf. And B, he's not supposed to use magic. So how are they expecting him to actually protect these children? Because in a world where magic is key, this guy can't use magic. Just because he's half giant, that doesn't mean that he's going to be able to protect these school kids. Right. I know. With a crossbow. Right. I mean, he is probably, I don't know, I guess he does go into the Forbidden Forest more than anybody else. So he's pretty equipped for it. He's comfortable with it. Relations with the centaurs he has. (laughs) But the thing is, he's like seven foot eleven. And these kids are like three feet tall. Yeah. They're like ants so. compared to him. <laughs> three feet tall. He's so big. He's so big. Three it's feet crazy. Tall. How, <laughs> They're the Hagrid's shortest awesome. 11 year olds you've ever seen. And they are tiny. <laughs> they are what two are foot five. Um, Draco Malfoy is two foot six. <laughs> tiny three foot like eight. That. But then they figure out Fluffy. And that's pretty fun. Well, no, dog. he has the run in with freaking Voldemort. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, in the, the in the running with flowing when it's oh drinking yeah, and it's drinking blood. unicorn blood, drinking unicorn blood, uni Which, blood. That's a pretty say. terrifying scene. Yeah. This movie's PG, right? Yeah, because they don't should go, be PG thirteen. Scares the heck out of me still. They don't go PG thirteen until Azkaban. Is, is Azkaban, Azkaban thir- PG thirteen? I don't know. Alfonso Cuaron, Alfonso Cuaron, Alfonso Cuaron. Yeah, I think it might have been. Yeah, maybe. Could have been. It's a maybe for it's me. It's a maybe nope. for me. Azkaban's PG. Yeah, I think it's Which PG. Which one goes PG-13? Four. Four's I, definitely PG-13. Has yeah. to be. I can touch you now. Ah! <laughs> People dying. Yeah, has to be. Yeah. That yeah. one's pretty funny. Goblin is the first one. that they yeah. Goblin and the Goblin of Fire. Goblin of Fire. <laughs> <laughs> but... So yeah, that's it's all great, and that's then creepy too. Get to the that end, whole, and there's Voldemort the trials thing. that I think are very fun. I think each individual trial oh, is pretty, yeah. You know where they go. What through. happens in between there? Something else happens right in between the ending. And there's something. Um, the Petrificus Totalis to Neville. Well, there, it's it's all Hermione. A lot of this movie is Hermione. Hermione demonstrating how smart she really is, and she starts reading about the Nicholas Flamel. Yeah, they stuff. search for oh the the library scene. Is that what happens? Yeah, that Harry's going to research stuff, and then he hears he gets the cloak at Christmas. Happy Christmas, Harry! Yep. And he gets the freaking cloak from Dumbledore. Dumbledore. No, you know what it is? Is they well they figure something out, and then they go to McGonagall, and they discover that Dumbledore's gone, and they realize that since Dumbledore's gone, that. Somebody's going to try to get the, the stone. Tonight's yeah. the night. Gosh, and it's going to happen exactly again. What happened. And I again. watched this movie like a month and ago, again. so I haven't seen this one in a bit. Tonight's the yeah, night. me too. Yeah. Huh? Tonight's the night. Tonight's the night. And it's going to happen again. Oh, and yeah. there's also the mirror of Erised. We didn't talk about that. Oh, well, that's, well, I mean, that's, that's, that's probably my favorite line. Which one? It does not do to dwell on dreams, Harry, and forget to live. Ooh. Ooh, yeah that is good because yeah, i think I that's that. just such a good like what a lesson for an 11 did you, year old did you look at learn. that just now or did you remember that i had to look it up but i've always i've always really it, liked right. that line because i, I think love it it's too. just such a good lesson for especially an 11 year old kid like wanting nothing more than to see his parents be with his parents and to have them there and then have that lesson from dumbledore to not to forget to live the life you are should be leading and that's mm-hmm. available to you and just dwell in the past and mm-hmm. just to move forward with life. Right. As painful as it might be. Right. No, it's yeah. Great line. Richard Harris with like the heartfelt stuff. Right. Like the other Dumbledore that comes in does all the action pack stuff. And I've honestly throughout the years I've gotten on board with him because he is in six out of the eight films. So mm-hmm. it's like you have to get on board with him, but uh, Richard Harris with the sentimental stuff in these first two movies is just, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. amazing. He and all he good. wants is socks. Yeah. That yeah. being said, uh, yes. I think you could have <laughs> cut the Mirror of scene. Okay. But I'm just well, saying it's a long like, movie. They could have come up with something else at the scene. end. That's one of the not. best scenes. No. <laughs> that was so pivotal. That you could have cut moment. the whole beginning of them getting to Hogwarts. <laughs> That's making you guys so angry. We should have just jumped straight to the Forbidden Forest. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the movie should be, is Halloween on. No Quidditch, <laughs> no magic, no Christmas. 
just the ending, the dog stuff. <laughs> I don't even want to see the movie. <laughs> it's one of those things though, <laughs> where I think that I think that now I've been watching this movie a little bit more critically. And this last yeah. time I watched it, I definitely was yeah. more critical. And there are those things that you go, yeah, this was in the book and it was really important in the book. I think that we could have figured a way around this for the movie. Well, you know what it I mean? wasn't until like the second one that I think he really realized that because in the first one, it's like they did it. You're every like they did the exactly. whole thing beat yeah. for beat. Well, and, and it's, it's a lot it, easier with the first one because I believe that's probably the shortest one. It is. And so yeah. it kind of drags on and everything's kind of just still pictures, shots that aren't curving at all. It's all just still people standing there doing dialogue and it is kind of boring. And then in the second one, I actually, I watched something about this, but he decided to like go handheld and stuff and kind of mix up things a little bit, make it more his own and cool. all that stuff. That's why. So, you know, it's like, but yeah, the first one does have some things that it's like, Okay. Like the ending of the first one, for instance, is literally just two bad, a bad guy and a good guy standing, looking at each other, you know? Yeah, no. The ending of, you know. They do have all of those things beforehand, though, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like he gets into the room with Quirrell and it's kind of crazy, but they they skip the alchemy part. Yeah. And, um, but there is the devil's snare and the catching the keys. And so there's, I like the catching the keys. The catching the keys is cool. I like that a lot. Um, the trolls already knocked out, right? Was there anything else in between there? Well, in there were ones? five. There was Flitwick, Herbology, or Flitwick for the keys, Herbology, Char, uh, the, the, the Devil's devil snare. snare, and then the there was, was Quirrell, I think. Yeah, and then Fluffy, Snape was the alchemy, Hagrid, Hagrid, and Snape Al- was the alchemy, and McGonagall did chess. something. Oh yeah, the chess. Oh yeah, yeah. Which, if we're going favorite scene, the chess scene is my favorite. Yeah, I love the chess scene. It's so good. Night it's the best part of the movie seven. for me. And my favorite line. Not me. Not Hermione. Yo. Of course. Yo. It's the best. Don't move. <laughs> We're still playing. <laughs> We're still in the game. <laughs> you dumb idiot. <laughs> Don't you know that? <laughs> Hermione. That's wizard's no, I'm kidding. chest. That's wizard's chest. Yeah, that's the thing. That's wizard's chest. but yeah and ron kind of bucks up you know what i mean he kind of becomes this like hero kid for a minute i love that kind of becomes all brawn and stuff i bet that's when hermione started having feelings for him like that's the uh, i mean it was uh, um it's like she probably looked at him and was like wow he's pretty brave and then when and then when he falls off you know he takes one for the team she probably realized like wow why did i care about that so much you know like later in life she was probably like a couple years later she's like why did i care about that so much maybe i have feelings for this kid Mm, maybe you know maybe i'm gonna marry that kid maybe i'll marry this boy maybe i'll marry that boy (laughs) (laughs) i've thought that many i mean i will what yeah (laughs) what what was that last part Uh, yeah, but then they get to the the poor uh, stuttering Professor Quill. Professor Quill, do you actually think that I would do it? <laughs> bravery? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Good, nice. I don't know, guys. Uh, I I love this movie. I love this first one a lot. The second one's my favorite out of the whole thing. Um, Is it really? Yeah. 
out of the It's probably my second thing. favorite. What's your favorite That's first interesting. Order? order of the Phoenix is your favorite one? Yeah. I think Prisoner of Azkaban's mine. Okay. <laughs> to be honest, I love Prisoner of Azkaban. Chris, Prisoner so of Azkaban's my favorite book. That nice. was a good one. Yeah, I love the Prisoner of Azkaban book. Um, I will, yeah, guys, um, there's something about the, the love thing that Harry's mother, you know, inadvertently put the love thing on him and that's what Voldemort can't touch him and all that stuff. I get it. But in movies like this, where Quirrell tries to touch him, Harry doesn't really do anything to save the day. He just is there. standing there and Quirrell touches the him and he starts one, melting. Though. And you notice that in this first one, he's just the chosen one. Like he didn't ask to be there, but then he was there. And then like, he just somehow saved the day. I think throughout most of it until the end, until he becomes a teenager and he's like, who am I actually? And then it gets tough for him. Mm -hmm. And then he actually has to work at it. But in Mm -hmm. the beginning, it's just like, I, you know, because I think there becomes a boiling point where he's like, I didn't ask for any of this, you know? I've just been thrust into this and it keeps working out. I don't want to do this. Yeah. You know, and keeps fumbling through it. (laughs) And Harry. (laughs) No, I I mean, it's fine. I always just, I always roll my eyes a little bit at the love thing. And I know it's a crucial plot line throughout it. And that's a big part of the fourth one. You know, that thing that Voldemort makes where he makes the potion and hat. Part of it is so that he can touch Harry and that he's not affected by him and stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, I at the end of the first one, I do yeah. roll my eyes a little bit when Coral just sits there and turns into sand. And you're like, oh, OK, yeah, that's well, fine. Do you so. like a beautiful looking sunrise? <laughs> do you like pancakes? <laughs> <laughs> do you like other you things like that are objectively great? And looking at all the stars. <laughs> this is my are you saying this is my Emily Blunt? Yeah. Yeah. What? Danny doesn't like Emily Blunt. Are you nuts? I don't like Emily Blunt that much. I don't why? know. Have you seen Devil Wears Prada? It's just something about... It's like Anna Kendrick. I don't know why, but I just hate her. Well, I don't like Anna Kendrick very much. Yeah, she's kind of annoying. Yeah. But Emily Blunt's great. I just don't like Emily Blunt that much. I think after I saw the live, die, repeat thing. Yeah. After that, I was like, she's trying to be all tough girl. And I don't know. Oh, dude, she's it. so good in that movie. Well, what about Looper? She's fantastic she's okay in Looper. She's okay in Looper. She is great in Devil Wears Prada. Let me, I, I don't she gives be the blunt, best performance in Devil Wears Prada. I'll say it. Quiet time or quiet place. Quiet Sorry. place. Great. Sorry. Yeah. Mary Poppins, I'm sure, will be great. She was really good. You've seen it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're excited. Rather watch Liv Tyler. <laughs> Liv Tyler. <laughs> well, and okay, here's mine. Uh, and I, I said this last night, too. Not a huge fan of John Malkovich. I'm not really either. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. Wait, are you just saying that? Yeah. I want you to imagine what it'd be like for somebody to take every nuance of your voice. Yeah. I wish I could do a a good John Malkovich. I just think he overacts much like... uh, What's his name? Greg Kinnear? No. Oh, no. Who's our classic overactor? Eddie Murphy. 110% guy. Oh, Danny DeVito. No, 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 no. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no um, it's the guy that plays uh, Vision. And Viz. And Paul Bettany, baby. Paul Bettany, that's is. it, yeah. Yeah, Paul Bettany, giving 110% every time. Well, oh, John Malkovich he's overacting. is probably almost like 115. No, John Malkovich is good. I will defend John Malkovich. Okay. I like John Malkovich. 
He's but you don't like love, so I don't care. <laughs> I just, it's so convenient, you know, but it's fine. He likes, if <laughs> it's like you're on a first date with this guy and he loves John Malkovich, but he doesn't like a sunrise. It's like, <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> I think it's fine. I just, it's, I roll my eyes. Now that I've gotten older, the first time I read it, I was totally in on it. And now as I've gotten older, I kind of just go, huh, yeah, you know, it's just this uh, thing. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, cute, yeah. whatever. So, whatever, you know, moving on. Moving on. Do you guys have a favorite scene, favorite line, all that sort of stuff? I do. Zach, Dave, you that guys That was got my one? favorite line. I uh, said my favorite cool. scene and line. So, oh, cool. Yeah. What's your favorite scene, Zach? Ooh. Uh, come back to me. Let me think about that for a second. Unless, my... Yeah, you go ahead, Danny. I kind of have two favorite lines, but my freaking favorite scene is when Harry comes out of the room after Dumbledore gives him the birdie bots beans and the two friends are waiting for him downstairs and they do the little exchange. It's like, all right there, Ron. All right there, Ron. Yeah. Yeah. You. All right. Hermione and favorite line of the movie. Never better. Oh my gosh. (laughs) The cutest. That and favorite line, my original favorite line would be the uh, Dumbledore at the end. It takes a great deal of bravery to stand up to your enemies, but a great deal more to stand up to your friends. Yeah. That's the one I would have gone with had this movie not had not me, not Hermione, you. Yeah. Well, that's like, that's like a, that line is a good one to hear when you're a kid. Mm -hmm. Again, Dumbledore with a great life lesson. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're like. Maybe I can stand up to my friends. If they're all doing something that makes me uncomfortable, maybe I can say so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's great. Yeah. Uh, can I actually pull an audible <laughs> and not have the chess scene as my favorite scene? Can I switch my favorite scene? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to point out this scene. I'll stay with chess. Yeah. But No, you're good. No, when he gives that extra point to Neville, Neville's face after that, I think that that clinches the whole movie because Neville is this side character that doesn't really matter that much, but, you know, they've been ripping on him and he's doing stupid stuff throughout the movie and he's really not one of the main people, but you're aware of him, right? Mm-hmm. And at the end, this kid that just hasn't done very well, he's the one that gets those extra few points that sends Gryffindor over he's the He's the one. And, you know, Harry and Hermione and Ron, they were the ones that got through all this. They're the supposed heroes of the movie, but. At the end of the day, J.K. Rowling makes the super duper underdog, the hero of the movie. And it's yeah. so good. It's, it's good. so like his face. It's just I, I love that scene. It's so I love amazing. it, too. It's yeah. so nice. Making me cry. I know I'm getting a little bit of chills, too. So something to think about for that. They Harry and Neville were both born in July. Oh, because he could have been the other. He, uh, he was very well could have been the other way around. Yeah that Neville was the, but anyway, thank I God think, it wasn't. Yeah. Well, product of your environment. I mean, they both end up being pretty awesome. Yeah. Neville turns awesome later. Yeah, he does. He, he finds his bravery. Um, so for my favorite scene, I think it's probably either when they do, when they're like in the archway to go out to play Quidditch for the first time, Wood says something to Harry. And I can't quite remember what it is. It's something to the effect of like, try not to die or something oh, like that. Right. Yeah. Wait, when they're first yeah. going out onto the field during the game for the game. Yeah. And he's his like, first game. Uh, how would your first game go? And he's like, can't quite remember. Got hit That's by a right. Yep. 
Yeah. And he says he got knocked out for the whole thing. Um, yeah. So it's either that or uh, I, I really enjoy the Seamus Finnegan, who we didn't even talk about, or Dean Thomas, the other two of the five first year Gryffindor boys. But um, Midas uh, Mogul, name is a witch. Bit of a nasty shock for him when he found out. That's love, a good I one. always love that. Yeah. Yeah. Very quotable stuff. Mm-hmm. It's very fun. Real good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Do you I do your favorite it. scene, uh, Danny? I did my favorite scene already. Yeah. When they, when he runs out. Oh, like my favorite line. That yeah, that's my line. favorite scene. Yeah. I have my favorite character though. Who's your favorite character? He's a big, dumb man. <laughs> He's a big, dumb animal. Ladies and gentlemen, Hagrid. He's great. It's my favorite character in this one. Yeah. I think that is a great, mm-hmm. great call. Yeah. I actually really like wood. In this Oliver one? Oliver Wood, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love wood. <laughs> That's Love what she said. Yeah. No, but Oliver Wood's great in this one. I actually really He's love like... wood. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think he's like that really cool. What is he, fifth year? Fourth year? I think he's fifth year, yeah. Just a oh. really cool older kid leading Harry through Quidditch. Like, Very nice. Such a cool mentor. Yeah. So cool. So cool. What is so cool? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going with Neville. Okay, Mr. Longbottom, you got it. <laughs> Longbottom. I mean, and all the other movies, sure, you know, Harry is great in a lot of the other ones and I'll have different favorite characters, but in this one, that moment with Neville, it's the best. And I think it's fantastic. Just for that one scene, he's my favorite character in the whole movie. His look says it all. Hammerwood. Or <laughs> wood. Longbottom or wood. <laughs> cool well it's a great movie and when Hagrid gives him the thing outside the train the picture album and stuff oh yeah it's a good ending did you know they started filming Chamber of Secrets three days after this one released oh wow movies. oh after Almost it released like back to back yep. oh, that's great yeah oh, after the released. movie released okay yeah 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 not not uh, yeah yeah okay. but hmm. um well cool uh, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Whatever. Something Philosopher's whatever. Sorcerer's Stone, whatever you call it. Well, we're going to continue on to Chamber of Secrets, but uh, I think it might get a little long for one episode. So let's divide this up into uh, into parts. So um, everybody, thank you, thanks so much for, for listening to this first part. Tune in for our, uh, our second part of Chamber of Secrets, Harry Potter. Uh, we'll be releasing that here uh, here in a little bit. So stay tuned for that. Anything else you got, Professor? I don't have too much. We'll be looking forward to Chamber of Secrets. And until next time, be living our lives a quarter mile at a time. Anything from the trolley dudes? Professor Jones and the Dicks. Professor Jones and the Dicks. Professor Jones and the Dicks. <laughs> <laughs>